big difficulty, I suppose, was trying to make sense of life, like, you know, trying to integrate. And I suppose we didn't really get a lot of um, psychological support at the time. And yeah, it, it wasn't really, I, I, I floated through life being rather disconnected and yeah, with a sense of just numbness maybe a, a, a degree of numbness and not being able to feel myself and others as well like and and also a deep sense of just depression and and a sense of hopelessness like you know difficult to see the end the light at the end of the tunnel yeah the seven chakras swirling vortices of energy positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head for thousands of years this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple what are the functions of these energy centers and could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose welcome to my seven chakras and now your host Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? EJ here, host and founder of My7Chakras, my7chakras.com. The show where we help you calm your mind, relax your nervous system, and experience deep states of bliss. In today's episode, I chat with Josef Steiner about some amazing, powerful themes and stories, including energetics of martial arts we talk about music we talk about starting an eco center we talk about living a life of purpose and living your calling we also talk about breath work and cold exposure some of my favorite topics so this episode is going to be something that you have been waiting for i can just feel it intuitively it's going to be a great conversation so if you like this topic then make sure that you subscribe to our podcast because otherwise we'll keep releasing episodes and you not know about it so hit subscribe or hit follow if you're on spotify and just take two minutes to either Tell your friend, your family about this podcast or maybe leave us an iTunes rating and review. That's the best thing you can do for us because one rating and review can really push our podcast in front of more listeners, more viewers, and that's how we grow, right? Because you probably know this episode is free of cost, but that's how you can support us. All right, so uh, starting with our special guest for today, Josef Steiner, originally from Austria, Josef has been living in Ireland for the past 30 years. Together with his partner, Sierra, they live on 1.8 acres of land, managing and working in a busy holistic health center, keeping bees and growing organic food in their large garden and green houses. That's amazing. And Yosef has a great interest in nature, health, playing music and martial arts, and most of his activities and research is centered around those topics. And he has a deep passion for breathwork, cold exposure, and resilience building, and he loves to support people on their self-development journey. So, welcome to our show, Yosef. How are you doing? Thank you very much, Aditya. Thanks for the invite. Great to be here. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. I always feel grateful 
about uh, technology. Obviously, there are some detriments of technology. If you spend too much time on your phone, you get addicted to the notifications. But in another way, it's good because I am able to speak with you and watch you face to face in that amazing camera of yours. Uh, I'm in Vancouver and you are in Ireland. Isn't that amazing? That's cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best. <laughs> The best of technology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Technology for good, technology for impact and yes. for facilitating healing right. work. Um, makes makes big difference yeah. to the possibilities we have. Yeah, it, it really does. It really does. Uh, and so there are so many different topics that I wanted to talk to you about. Things that I wanted to do more of as well. And so that's partly why I've been you know, really interested uh, in chatting with you. And I'm glad that we are able to make it uh, today. Uh, but I want to know uh, how did it all start for you, right? You were born and brought up in Austria, right? How many years did you spend mm -hmm. there? Uh, what was life like in Austria back in those days? Um, yes, so I, I was born 1969. Seems like a long time ago. <laughs> Without technology. Right. So I grew up in a small village and yeah, sort of middle class upbringing. And yeah, my dad was really passionate about nature. He was a hunter and I suppose I spent my fortunate childhood um, climbing mountains, staying on mountain larches, jumping into cold rivers, throwing myself into the snow every winter and yeah, having a really rich childhood. And I think, yeah, a lot of the inspirations for what I do today really go back to that early childhood. Yeah. And so then that was the childhood. My adolescence then took a turn to the, the worst. So I lost my dad to suicide and yeah, just spent, I suppose, the time between 13 and my, my early adulthood in depression, very last, um, loads of drugs, loads of um, just a, f a floating through life without a sense of knowing who I was and what I what I was here to do. And yeah, mm -hmm. so both both those episodes inspired me to basically get to where I am today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most certainly. Uh, thanks for sharing that. I lost my mom last year. So she passed away mm, from this physical self. So I know that uh, it's never yeah. an easy journey to go through when you, when you lose a parent, right? But what was, what was it like for you? How did that incident affect you? Um, uh, you know, right after that happened, I'm sure since you were very young, it was probably very difficult yeah. to handle and and, and make sense out of life as well, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that was the big uh, sort of the big difficulty, I suppose, was trying to make sense mm -hmm. of life, like, you know, trying to integrate. And I suppose we didn't really get a lot of um, psychological support at the time. And mm -hmm. yeah, it, it wasn't really I, I, I floated through life being rather disconnected and mm -hmm. Yeah, with a sense of just numbness, maybe a, a, a degree of numbness and not being able to feel myself and others as well. Like, and, and also a deep sense of 
just depression and and a sense of hopelessness like you know difficult to see the end mm -hmm. the light at the end of the tunnel yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so at what point in your life did you end up meeting your sensei who is Juo Iwamoto right Iwamoto yeah Juo Iwamoto yeah 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 so Iwamoto sensei I so I I went when I was 17 yeah. I first moved to Ireland at the time it was the farthest place away from home <laughs> to get yeah. to in yeah. Europe yeah. and um I Ireland really changed my changed my perspective on life like it was, was Ireland in the late 80s was still almost a third world country it was very rough and wild and interesting and um yeah I, I, I suppose it saved my life to be able to make that step and get out of the out of home and find find myself in some ways but I had a lot of unfinished business, so I, I had to go back. Right. And my, my, yeah, I was, there was a, a deep longing for some guidance. Maybe it was a, a, a father figure or somebody I could, yeah, look towards for purpose and knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. like. And uh, Iwamoto Sensei, I, I moved to Vienna and he, he was, I suppose he embodied the like everything safety kindness uh openness mm -hmm. flexibility uh could embody in one person so for me it was a real lifesaver mm -hmm. and i wasn't really interested in martial art it was more when we started i started to get with a friend it was more Oh, we are sitting a lot working on computers. Maybe we should do something for our body. And my friend studied Jap Jap Japanese culture. So he said, Oh, I heard of this crazy teacher uh, in the red light district in Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> so we went and I, I, I just, I, I got so hooked and it, it, it was really. Uh, he became a great friend, uh, a very warm individual that I spend a lot of time with. Right. And it really, yeah, it, 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 it gave me, it gave me something to aspire to. And the sense of, I was had the sense if I can move through the world so gracefully when I'm, he was 76 at the time I met him, I'd be quite happy. Like, you know, there was something about when he entered the mat that there was it, it there was a feeling he was moved by something within mm. which made a, a frail old man almost blind float almost <laughs> uh, give a sense of floating over the mat as if like there was a chi chi flowing through him so you're just gliding through yes so <laughs> exactly and and I wanted to assimilate this and and um, become it in a way. You know, almost feels like uh, you know there was a fatherly figure that he embodied, like you mentioned, security, safety, but also kindness and compassion, and that is something maybe you were craving for at that point. Absolutely, like it was it was very badly needed for me. And even though I was only, he moved back to Japan and I moved to Ireland after four years of practice, it left a foundation and, uh, and, and, and uh, 
yeah, just a knowing that this is worth pursuing. And it's, you know, this is like 30 years later mm -hmm. now, and I'm, I'm still at it. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. So you, you ended up studying with him Judo and Aikido, right? He, he taught Aikido, but he held a, a six down in Judo as well. Okay. Um, but he was teaching Aikido exclusively. Aikido and um, um, Shiatsu. He was Shiatsu master, oh, okay. so he also shared... Um, he, he shared this knowledge uh, in his teachings. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, for listeners right now, what is Aikido, uh, and how is it different from maybe something that's more popular like karate? Yes. So, I, I suppose I don't know much about karate. I know quite a bit about Aikido, but um, Aikido really—it's um, a relatively young martial art which developed in Japan. I suppose in the last in the last century, and um, in contrast to most martial arts, it's 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 sort of striving for peace. So the aim for the research and the practice was how can we be how can we create peace in the world, and how can we actually physically examine this uh, proposition? Like so, it's it's. You know, it's easy to have a vision for yeah. peace, but uh, what happens in the face of an attack? Like, are you really peaceful? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you start, yeah, that's true. Do you start to fight? Yeah, yeah. And I think fighting is instinctual and intuitive and natural. So it's in, in a way we don't have to learn. Well, we have to learn how to fight better and win yeah. a fight maybe but uh, to start a fight is very easy <laughs> or to even to continue a fight is also very easy and then it's more about winning and losing whereas Aikido really is oh well how can I behave so fighting doesn't escalate yeah even in the midst of challenging circumstances so and uh, it's, I mean, I've, I've been at it for, for over 30 years and I can still say it's a very challenging proposition that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's still difficult not to fight. Right. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been meditating on this uh, recently, you know, the importance of things like martial arts and strengthening yourself, whether it's an at an individual level or maybe in a group, right? And I love yeah. the fact that you said it's all about, or at least implied, it's all about the choice, right? Um, uh, you know, um, nobody wants to fight, or at least that is what uh, is the preference for a lot of people. But if, you do, if you're not strong, if you don't know how to fight, then nonviolence is not a choice for you. It's your only option. Right? Yes. But if you're strong, uh, you know, like, for example, the elephant in the jungle, it's the strongest animal, but it chooses nonviolence because if it needs to protect itself, yeah. it can. Right. So there's a subtle difference between yeah. the two. A rabbit chooses nonviolence, but, you know, if, 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 a, if a coyote or a lion comes, it's not going to be able to protect itself just like an elephant. So it's important yeah. sometimes to have these martial arts to know or to be able to choose to de-escalate, like you pointed out, or at least choose no violence in the first place. Yes, I think, and it's it's a, it's a because uh, 
escalatory um, reflexes are built into our nervous system in a way like you know so in, in in a way we have to you know if you're attacked we either avoid or we resist in a way like yeah and we don't have to you know sometimes if if i'm strong and and uh, and male maybe uh, often we have a tendency towards sympathetic uh, fight like um if we are not as as strong or we, we often choose um flight like yeah so rem or, or we freeze and dissociate yeah and but each of those responses often doesn't really um create a, a better situation in a way like and very often those reflexes become stuck in our physiology so we start to live our life driven by those uh, autonomic reflexes yeah that is so interesting so you need not be in a fight but those reflexes are still governing your life right like for example if you're in a room where there yes. are all strangers that freeze response is still going to run in your mind even though you're not yes. confronting or fighting a person physically mm. yes I, I it's it's an it, it all starts with a brain trying to create safety or keep me keep me safe and alive and previous experiences shape our the predictive nature of the brain and if we uh yeah in, in a in a way if, if if you're not careful if you don't pay attention it's very easy or if we become traumatized it's very easy to become stuck in those reflexes so all of a sudden neutral events become um threatening and dangerous and trigger us to fight flight or freeze yeah that's very very true uh so what life lessons did your sensei teach you outside of the <sighs> what do you call that do you call that the dojo or outside the the sparring center i'm sure he must have taught you certain other things that then you know made a difference in your life yes um so the life lessons i learned from ivamoto since it was really it's worth to be opened and it's really important to remain keep a flexible mind an open mind basically and and to always live and meet the world for what it is not for what it was <laughs> in a way and I, he was a really great example to you know to to be able to i i, I remember when he went back to japan he handed over his uh, his um, black belt to his um uh, senior student and said i'm really sorry i couldn't teach you anymore i gave everything that i could thank you very much and i am moving to japan i don't know anybody there anymore but i think i've won i've won friend who is still alive <laughs> and uh, after after i don't know he came over in 1969 and 69 70 after 35 years of living in austria he moved back to japan 
to spend the end of his life in Japan and you know without knowing anybody like and 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 in a way he did it just like he would choose to move anywhere else like next door <laughs> down the road like it was always this sense of awe and curiosity and a real appreciation of who came and and what was there to be explored in the moment yeah that's what i learned from him yeah yeah it feels like uh, some of those senses have a strong sense of detachment um and also a strong sense of intuition to know when it's time for a certain job and when that cycle ends and then move, moving on to the next thing and being highly apologetic yes. or maybe even respectful to the other people in 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 his group uh, or maybe his students as well there seems a lot of combination of discipline but also knowing when it's time and that's that's hard to do for some people yes ready for a career in behavioral health earn your online degree at Herzing University choose from health and human services psychology or social work programs gain the skills to work coordinate and manage nonprofits secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online masters of social work let us help you become a social change agent your future starts now at Herzing University text health to 85109 that's health to 85109 or visit herzing.edu When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, yes. I mean it's a hard thing to do. I haven't seen it a lot in my <laughs> in my life. <laughs> But this this was uh, probably one of the biggest learnings. I mean he he was he was one of my early teachers. I had a lot of other I had another great teacher who who I I continued on with. But um in in a way um for me he he, he was uh, he was the savior in a way <laughs> is it because he helped you sort of uh release some of that trauma or maybe at least navigate through your life at that juncture yes so he he gave me some he gave me hope in a way and 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 a sense of uh if you practice something and if you commit to it and if you search deeply it's going to be a long process but there will be there will be light at the end of the tunnel or more light <laughs> yeah that's so important sometimes if we are in a dark place sometimes the, we only need one thing to work on uh, you know it almost feels as if when you go to a restaurant when you have a menu that has like 104 items it becomes so overwhelming and anxiety driving but if you have somebody tell you you know what just focus on that one thing it's going to take time but just focus yes. on that and i provide you the assurance that you will get there that that sometimes makes all the difference because it gives you the confidence the certainty yeah so at what point did you go back to ireland you said that you were in vienna back and then did you move back at some time or yes i i i moved back in uh, 1992 
bought a house on the west coast and yeah moved over to um to do to do up the house and um start a, a woodworking uh, business <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> did you have experience on that or did you just want to yeah i i was always interested in and in making things with my hands and my dad was uh, a blacksmith and we had a big uh, had a big factory with many tools and so i was always i was always building something stealing stealing tools out of the of the magazine <laughs> but yeah no it, it kept going also you know i i got into architecture and building and i i was pursuing you know i i worked in construction for a long time in the design and build end of, of construction. So you seem like a multidisciplinary person, <laughs> a man of multiple talents. <laughs> when, when I look back, it seems that way. It always feels I only do one thing at the time, so it doesn't feel so. But there are, I suppose it's in, in some ways this... Um, Living with a lack of knowing and a lack of purpose for some time really made me search in a way, and 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 the searching in a way continued. Yeah, so I I, I always am interested to open myself to new new things and to change trajectory or to explore, and in a, in a way I could say well. You know, it, it, it was a curse and a gift. You know, initially it was a big lacking and then a, a, a despair about nobody told me how to do it and what to do. And I had to figure it all out by myself. But then later on in life, I became to appreciate that it's also it was also a big gift. And I see a lot of people who don't have this ability like they're much more sure of how the world is and what should be done and so i i i'm in a way i lack this certainty so for me it's so everything is not an answer but always a question oh really yeah that's the way it should be mm, interesting let's think about that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i don't have this and i think this often comes from the parental input you know the dad saying i'm gonna tell you how this works and i never had that so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think it's a great position to be in to keep questioning the current paradigm uh, keep asking questions and finding out different ways to do things and if you don't know something currently then not uh, attaching that thing to your identity but at least developing the skills and and going on this quest right embarking on a new journey so always amazing to start a brand new chapter no matter what age you are, whether you're young or even older. Uh, I think it's a gift uh, because some people I know, you know, they're like, from the age of 19, I knew I was going to be a pianist and that's what I did for the rest of my life. That's a, that's that's good. That's that's wonderful. Some people want to be an... Well, that's another... I mean, that is a, that is a nice... It's good to have that, right? You know, if, 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 I mean, it's, it's a nice thing as well, like, you know, this sort of call for uh, absolute certainty um yeah no i i, I mean I, I probably envy that a little bit sometimes <laughs> yeah 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 whereas some other people are doing this and then they do that and they do that and they do that but ultimately it seems like they arrive at what their calling is by the process of negation okay this is not me 
this is not me this is not me or maybe they yes. develop all these transferable <laughs> skills then ultimately when their life's project comes into play now you know how to build a house now you know you're right breath work and you know how to connect with different people so talk me talk to me about your custom built eco center uh i would appreciate if you say the name again because i don't want to get it wrong um it's not nadua which is the irish for nature nadua like yeah and yeah okay so tell us about that and also tell us maybe how did that come about um yes so the eco center was really a shift it was it was my big transformational shift at you know um about 15 15 years ago and I, I i told you i was in construction and i really i ended up in a place where i was in a toxic business partnership driving all over ireland building houses and um um yeah it's in those i did it for about five years in this formation and every year i gained about five kilos <laughs> so <laughs> And I just saw a picture that I, 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 a picture of that time recently, and I was like, "Oh my God, I don't recognize myself at all." And <laughs> but anyways, it culminated in the I was I was importing houses, timber houses from Austria, and for the company that I was partner in as well, I I was building the house that I live in now was supposed to be a house to live in and then also a show house with a sales office and um, a, a platform to promote our houses. And I was just, I was already, I'd already started, just started to build, everything was in, in process and the the whole, my whole business partnership went completely toxic. Oh. And I, one day I drove up the little back road. It's about a, a lane for one car and half a bicycle. And I realized I was driving with 110 kilometers with my teeth clenched. And, and, and in, inside, I was strangling my business partner over and over and over again. <laughs> and, and I realized actually at that moment, I realized that this has nothing to do with him. Like, you know, he's probably having a, a tea and cake in Dublin with his friends. And it was all in my head. And I, I was the one who was killing himself in a way. And I, yeah, in that moment, I, I decided to extract myself from the company. And yeah, it was a painful transition. So, we were in the middle of building a house. I had to move from a uh, 100,000 euro salary with a 70,000 euro company car to, hey, I'm going to retrain myself. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so I, I actually decided to, uh, to pursue and train in the paradigm that helped me most to heal from whatever was going on for me. And it, it was basically craniosacral therapy, which is a form of uh, osteopathy, but it works in the subtle, the subtle realm of the body. 
and yeah it really it really helped me to overcome whatever i was going through and that was the beginning so i trained my partner was already kira she's a long-standing massage therapist she also trained before me as a craniosacral therapist and i could see her transform and i could see her enthusiasm and her passion i started to read some of the literature around it and i was like wow this really speaks to me. It, it, it sort of really connected with this um, Buddhist Zen, non-doing, allowing, listening um, aspect of what we also um, work with in Aikido. And in some ways, I felt like it, it touched in exactly on that. And I did the training and it really, it was, it was an eye-opener. I, I, I really... I, I just loved it, like, you know, and, and it's it's probably the first time in my life that I, I know I told you about the safety of my sensei, but I, I can only tell you this looking back on what I got. I wasn't able to name that at the time. Oh, it's because it's so safe and this, this is retrospectively. But in this training, I really understood um, how pivotal safety is, like, yeah, and I realized Apart from moments, I never felt safe in my life. Yeah, I was always driven by a feeling of unsafety and not being met. And I, 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 when I did the training, I all of a sudden I realized, wow, this is how safety feels like. And there's people there who actually who know what they're doing. Like, you know, they know what, what, what happens in nervous systems, in minds and bodies when you establish this safe, a safe listening field and did the training and I straight away, it was like, I was like a fish in water. So I, 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 the training was two years. I started to work and then I started to assist on the training in Dublin. And I'm now a senior tutor on the on the trainings in different places in in Europe, in different cities. I travel and teach modules of helping people to become craniosacral therapists. And this led to the healing center, Nordu. So the sales office with all the power sockets that was designed to sell houses. It's now the the breath studio for my Wim Hof workshops and the the dosho for my Aikido classes and the yoga studio for my partner and the clinic for yeah so it's we've we've got four we've got four clinic rooms in the house we rent them out to some people and my partner and myself work here so that's that's Nordo now evolved slowly now over the last 15 years that is that is amazing so my question to you is the idea of that impetus to convert the sales you know building or the sales area into a very different function of being an eco center and your home as well was that something that just came to you intuitively you know the idea was it through a dream or maybe like what what was it how did you get the notion of of making that shift towards uh, something that's more sustainable <laughs> it was more i think it was very it was very organic it didn't come as this oh wow that's what we are doing now 
it was more like all the time my partner she had a massage studio in the place yeah so that was her her space and whilst i went through the training i stopped teaching aikido in town and and i said well why do i drive into town if i can just do an aikido class in the room that's empty and so then the aikido moved uh, my partner was teaching yoga in town so then all of a sudden hey I, maybe i should teach yoga in this space as well like and then a friend of ours uh, who is also a therapist she lost her clinic in town and we had one room packed with all the the boxes that were never open okay <laughs> right the messy room so to say and yeah it was uh kira said wow um why don't we ask karen why, why don't we offer karen this room so we asked her well do you want to work here we're gonna have it tidied up in a week's time and karen moved into the room and with a very busy following and clinic and all of a sudden we had we had three busy therapists in the place and then we just opened the space to other people who asked for because the, it, it started to gain a reputation you know as this really nice beautiful place in nature close to the city and a lot of people come and go and so now is is um it's 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 a it's a refuge really like you know everybody who comes here they are like, oh my god it's just being here is already healing <laughs> why do they feel it's healing is it is it is it mainly because of the experience that they have with the people who are providing those experiences whether it's yoga or breath work or you know craniosacral therapy or is it something about the the building as well that you've done to you know like sacred geometry or something to create those energies mm, i i'm not i never really it was i think it's the the, the nature of the building and its um openness to nature there's a lot of glass the beauty of the nature it's really in, engulfed in lush forestry uh, with a river running to its side and a little stream running through the middle and the big vegetable garden the geese the chickens the ducks <laughs> the bees <laughs> so it's it's a bit like uh, um how do you call it akinoa <laughs> what, what is that it's uh noah's oh, Ark, yeah, I know the, you know like the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah 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 <laughs> the all the animals are represented right. and yeah you know what that is one of my goals as well you know is to open a uh, you know like a healing center slash eco center in the in the future and so when that happens i will yes. i'm going to be reaching out to you to get some advice around you know you're very <laughs> welcome it's it's i i i know you know after 15 years we know quite a bit about it and what works well and yeah cool, cool, cool. we'll do that yeah because uh, it's beautiful to be able to not just yourself make a difference in people's lives but to create an environment an ecosystem so to speak where you are sustainable in every way so you have a farm you've got a bee uh, you, you you raise bees as well an apiary, an apiary yeah. yeah. And then, of course, you you have people that are coming close, and then you have flowing water, which is so good from a feng shui standpoint, but also from a uh, every uh, healing 
um, practice slash modality talks about the importance of flowing river and flowing energy, right? It, it does something to yes. you. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's yeah. that's great. Uh, so how did you uh, discover breathwork then? When did that happen? Yes. So uh, breathwork in a way started. So Aikido is really, there's a lot of breathwork yeah. in Aikido. And I learned in a way it's, I, I, because I've been often reflecting upon um the nature of the breathwork in aikido and the purpose and the you know what's the sort of the difference to what i do now and i think i mean my conclusion is really in a way aikido is a traditional there's there's a huge body of practice like a huge body of practice um endless amounts of techniques, uh, endless amounts of exercises, the breathing, the, there's a misogi practice, which is like a, a, a purification of mind and body with cold water exposure. And so it's all contained in the Aikido tradition. But because it's so much, you never get to do so in a way, you always browse one, you know, you do the Misogi practice, but you do it once a year, like or twice a year, like, yeah, because you have so much other things to do. And I often think it's a bit like the same with yoga. You know, there's this wealth of knowledge and a wealth of good things, like, yeah, but it's also in, packaged within a lot of things which maybe are not as essential uh, you know, and, and maybe you'd be better off spending time practicing other things. Like, yeah, but it's it's because it's a traditional evolution and it's not really backed by scientific inquiry. Well, not in the sense that we apply it now. It's more folk science and personal research and transmission by by experience and knowledge. Uh, but it doesn't really sort of start with the proposition, well, what is the best type of breathing to achieve? And let's let's look at all the breathing techniques and find the best one for this task. It's more like, oh, well, that's the breathing that we do. And it that's the one that we have to explore. So when I, yeah, I think the initial breath, Work, modern breathwork came really by Kira sent me a a clip about I, I think it was about well, maybe maybe 2015-16 something like seven years ago and uh, it was this Dutch man running a, a, a marathon in shorts barefoot <laughs> I was like Oh my God, this is crazy. <laughs> this is impossible. Wow. And so, so I watched it and I was really curious and fascinated. Um, but then it was, it was, I, it was, when I saw it, it was really, um, it was something that an extreme endurance athlete aims to do. I didn't really have a relationship to, oh, that's something I want to do. Like, you know, it was like so out of the, 
wow, that's crazy and amazing how you can do this. And that was it. <laughs> so it slipped by. And then um, a few years later, I, f I came across another clip and it was Wim Hof um, talking about his story, talking about uh, how he lost his wife, how he, how he, to suicide, how he, um, used nature and the cold and the technique to overcome this enormous trauma and then leading onwards using all this amazing uh records to feed his family yeah and to and it really touched me you know having lost a dad to suicide and knowing how desperate and how low and how yeah, how deep you go with this type of experience. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, I, I realized, wow, this is more than just something that um, a crazy Dutch guy does. And it was, it was, I could really see, I loved also the vision. Everybody deserves to be happy, healthy, and strong. And, uh, you know, this is for everybody and uh, just this enormous passion that the guy was radiating. And, yes, yeah, so I started to explore breath, Wim Hof breathing, or so to say Wim Hof, some mixes of Wim Hof breathing on YouTube. And I started to do the breathing. And, you know, when I did it the first time, I was like, oh, my God, like... <laughs> It was literally, I could feel every cell in my body was tingling. I was, I was so alive. And I was brought back to my psychedelic experiences in my, in my youth. The, the good parts of that experience, this sort of eye-opener connection to, yeah, just a world outside of the normal way of perceiving it. Like, yeah, so a sh real shift in an altered state in a way. And I, I, I knew straight away when I did the first time, I knew, wow, this is amazing. And I started to do it regularly, very random. You know, I, I, I don't know, it was somebody clipped him and did a recording that he did somewhere and re-edited it. So it wasn't really anything official. Um, I kept finding even more intensive ones and all sorts of different and I started to notice that, wow, I never, ever moved out of a breathing session feeling worse than I moved in. So it was always, I always felt better, more relaxed, more connected to my body, more sense of vitality, uh, a calmer mind and a more wholesome state yeah and i actually never had anything else that worked so reliably all the time to change my state you know i if i was low i did my breathing session and i felt better if i was fatigued or if i felt like i had a flu coming on or whatever a cold and all the time, it just did the job. Like, yeah. And so I, I was hooked really every day. 
And I'm used to, if I take on something, it's every day. <laughs> and I, I, I just explore and explore and explore. And then at some stage, I did it for a few years. And then I also started to bring in the cold exposure that I had been doing in the Aikido traditions. I combined a little bit the chanting of the Misogi tradition. I invited some friends and we went into the river. And uh, it was more like playing around, like without any, any formal, just from what I knew from Aikido. And, you know, we put on a breath recording and all brief together and then out into the river community sharing lunch and that's how it started and then i at some stage i was like oh i should probably go and meet this guy yeah and i was this was in my back the back of my mind and i was i went to berlin and i was teaching a craniosacral training in berlin and I came out at the end of the day, 5.30, move out of my studio, the, the teaching studio, um, walk to my Airbnb. I cross two traffic lights. I look up uh, two meters in front of me, Wim Hof <laughs> with his child and his partner. And I said, Wim. And he said, hey, man, hey, how are you doing? Uh, in his shorts and in his Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> a big smile. And... And I said, William, I really like what you're doing. And he said, hey, man, yeah, great. You should come to, you should come to Holland. Um, this is great. Yeah, come along. And I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> so I never even knew that there was a, an official Wim Hof Method um, program or anything. I, I just pulled everything off YouTube. So I went home that evening and um, opened the laptop and Wim Hof method activities weekend with Wim three weeks later. <laughs> so I booked in, booked in, and I went over, and it was like uh, it, it, it it was like the most crazy spontaneous wild weekend adventure you could go to prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed subscription required individual results may vary additional restrictions apply read all warnings before using glp1s side effects may include a risk of thyroid c-cell tumors do not use glp1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer if you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope did you know you can now access glp1 prescription medications at trylifemd.com we're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Was it one where you were climbing onto the, you know, on the on the mountain where it was snowy, or was it one? It was just the ice plunge. No, this was one in in his in his in his home in Holland. 
He's got like an adventure park, like with ice bath, swimming pool, cold plunge, uh, some yards, amazing plants, a beautiful studio, you know, for practice. So we have 45 people and it was a two day intensive whim on the guitar, on the, on the, 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 the gongs. Uh, there was a piper, a Scottish piper playing. It was amazing. It was like sensory. Uh, overstimulation but I, I just noticed everybody everybody had an amazing experience there was 45 people a lot of them had no experience with breathing and he he literally he pulled pushed them through like one hour power breathing like it was crazy like but everybody was everybody left elevated like with a sense of purpose connection new ideas uh, this is amazing and yeah and I, I was I always tell my 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 um, my uh, the people who come my students that I haven't met as many smiling laughing um, cheering people in my whole life than I have with doing this type of breath work and Wim Hof and yeah so after that i i started the program i said i sign up did the fundamentals online then i did the advanced academy and then COVID hit oh, okay. everything paused so it was all postponed 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 and i also doing being a therapist and working a lot with trauma and with the nervous system and i i, I sort of felt that some of the I wanted to be a little bit more precise with my breathing. Like, you know, it, it felt like a little bit like a one size fits all. Right. Yeah. And I know it works for whim. I, I just felt like um, I, I wanted more. I wanted to, I wanted a, a, a bigger palette of possibilities to, to offer and when I, that's when I came across uh, Soma Breath. I, I heard Niraj, he was, he was on some podcast and I heard him talk about breathing and then also about Wim Hof and, and the, the differences. And I, I said, oh, wow, this is, uh, it speaks to me. Like what he was saying was really, you know, it sort of said, oh, yeah, no, there's something about having a, a, a broad spectrum of, of tools for breathing that was adaptable to everybody's needs and yeah I, it was a, it was a gift really a, a real gift because covid was there i could do the soma breath training online um it suited me perfectly i had all this time um i really you know it pushed me into dealing with technology and recording stuff and you know, stuff I'd never done, like finding cameras and microphones and mixers. And and I suppose it also touched me. I'm, I'm, I'm a cellist. And so I, it was the music was really inspiring. And I wanted to do my own music mixes. And, you know, all of a sudden I was in a, <laughs> in a bubble. Right, right, right. And it sort of it actually sailed me through COVID. And all the loss of all the other, like our center was closed for a long time. 
um, there was a lot of things. I know we, we were trapped in paradise, but we were still trapped. trapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so that's when Soma Breath came along. And uh, yeah, I, I really, I learned loads. Like I really like the program. I think it's very nuanced. Um, all the tools, um, the, the principles around the connection to the autonomic nervous system. I, 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 use, I use it a lot. Like I use it a lot for, even for my Wim Hof, because in a way Wim's, it's, it's more non-specific so you can, you know, it's in fact, I think it's moved, it's much closer than it was when I started because there's also more, you know, the breath breathing has sort of softened down a little bit in the Wim half. Maybe they know each other and, you know, probably there was some exchanges as well. Like, and you can feel the music has come in more with the Wim half. And it's, it's, it's probably a lot more similar than it was when I started, definitely, like, because there was some really high intensity people. <laughs> Promoting. So I'm going to ask you a question now. Uh, you know, this is a question that is kind of contentious in the breathwork space, right? Because you have mouth breathing and you've got nasal breathing only, right? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, do you prefer mostly nasal or do you feel that depending on the situation, mouth breathing, sometimes nasal breathing? What are your thoughts? Because I know you, you know, you, you first did the Wim Hof. And 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 now so so what are your thoughts on that? Yes, so I think I mean I I I think that there's a difference between a breath workout and a day-to-day -day breathing. So and I think for the day-to-day -day breathing, um, the the breaths we take day in day out, yeah, twenty-four-seven uh, every day. Um, that is the most influential and important breath to work with. And for this, I'm really, I, I'm, I'm a great promoter of gentle, slow, nose breathing, um, definitely in through the nose. Um, mouth, the mouth in a way has a, it's a very precise, it's very precise for the out breath. Yeah. Because if if we we vocalize, and vocalization in a way is one of the most sophisticated breath regulations that we have. Like you know, we talk the rhythm, we pause, we and all this you know we breathe in, we speak, and if we speak well and it flows, it's a very precise breath work, really. Like yeah, so I always say you know into the nose. Like a silent, ah, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a very precise way to to slow down the breath. Yeah, yeah? more precise than we are able to do it through the nose. Uh, for the more intense breathing, I'm I'm quite happy to breathe through the mouth because I think we shouldn't force our breath through the nose. Yeah, so if 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 I want to stimulate and and. I don't do, I don't, if I force the breath through the nose, it actually congests the nose more and there's no benefit. So for the last round, if I want to 
stimulate and breathe intensely, why not throw them out for uh, 30, 40, 50 breaths? Yeah. But so I'm, I'm open, but for always, I would say, adjust it to what you want to do with, with it. Yeah. Yeah. And make it, make it, you know, study it, learn it, pay attention to breathing and learn to live with less oxygen, like, yeah, in, in daily life. Yeah. Yeah. And trying to tolerate more higher CO2 levels. And I, I struggle sometimes because I suffer with allergies. So at times it can be challenging, like in the middle of the summer, I feel straight away that my breathing quality declines, but I'm aware of it, like, you know, so I can compensate. And I, I know that it's affecting me because I measure it in a way. I feel it. And I, when the allergy season is over, it improves right away because I, I have a lot of things in place to make it better again. Yeah, I definitely also agree. I've been experimenting with uh, nasal breathing as well as with mouth breathing. And depending on the context, depending on the audience, depending on the group, um, I might mix it up a lot of times. I might start with uh, nasal breathing, gentle, relaxed, but then at a certain point do mouth breathing and then towards the end come back to relaxed state. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely something to say about mixing it up with mouth breathing because it, it has a slightly different influence. It has a different effect when you take it in from the mouth, but not all, all day. Throughout the day, just nasal breathing. That's the safest. That's the best. Yes. It protects you as well. does wonders for your body. Um, I, yeah. I want to talk a bit about uh, the cold because uh, the cold also forms yes. a physical piece of of your of your journey as well as something that you like doing uh what does the cold do for you particularly why do you keep going back to the mm -hmm. cold for me the cold is really a, a a catalyst to connect me with um, a deep deep stillness in myself yeah and i i love the moment so in a way the the cold you know, it's unpleasant and it's, it's, it's intense. And there's always a little hesitation. Should I really do this now? Like, yeah. And, and then the, the initial moment and this sort of harsh stimuli to the body. And, and then there's this transition phase of learning to deal with it, questioning, should I really stay in it? Uh, not yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden there's a moment like so there's this moment where i feel something just happened yeah and it's it's for me it's it's i call it it's an adaptive shift like you know so it's it's a a directive experience of this enormous power of our physiology to adapt yeah and for me, this is just, uh, this is Zen. The, the moment of adaptation, I, I, I move into a space where I feel, well, now it's just me and the cold and the stillness and nature. And yeah, it's, there's no question, should I be here or not? Like, I, I know that I, I'm in the best place 
and I yeah it's I suppose it it's I I, I love it because I'm quite um, a cerebral guy like you know I, I I on a good day it really I I have a lot of potential to get things done and to figure things out to to think my way into into the world in a way and and work out things deeply on a bad day um i i can get stuck in over analyzing overthinking over and the cold definitely always interrupts that and it's it's definitely about just now and the beauty of this moment the beauty of nature the pause that that space between one thought and the other you know and, and and the opening to a deep appreciation of nature as well and our ability to be in it and be touched by it deeply this is my this is for me my my the gift i receive <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, I definitely feel the cold does something similar for me as well. <clears throat> it has a wonderful way of helping you change your state, uh, but also calm the mind. Because when you are in the cold, especially with very cold water, ice cold water, you have no option but to come back to the present moment. You can't think about the problems that you've been thinking about. You can't be anxious about something that might or might not happen tomorrow or the month after that. Mm -hmm. You're just thinking about the cold. And in that moment, you feel you find yourself, like you pointed out, in a very contemplative, meditative moment where you feel connected yes. with everything around you and everyone around you, especially the person who might be sort of guiding you through the cold journey, right? Somebody who's right beside you. You feel that shared sense of uh, connection for sure. Um, my question to you is what, you know, there are different ways in which you can experience the cold, right? Cold shower, cold plunge, jumping into the river, lake, ocean, maybe. What has been the most uh, spectacular, beautiful cold immersion experience for you that you can still recall? You know, that day, that mm. moment, that was the best. That was the most beautiful. Is there something that comes to your mind? There was this two scenarios come to mind. One is uh, the river at the end of my of my land and uh, a cold zero degree um, crispy morning in the winter with a river temperature of four degrees um, and I really it felt like I saw the forest that I've been living around for the last um, fifteen years for the first time. <sighs> With different eyes. And I, I could really, with my eyes, with my senses, with my, just appreciate the the nature of the, just everything made sense. Like, you know, the way the trees connected to the land and where I had the relationship under the ground and the, the body of nature, the river. And yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's it's one of those moments that you never forget. It's 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 like this, and it becomes the reference for uh, what is possible as to our our appreciation for you know our state of consciousness. I suppose that's a great point. Uh, the cold definitely makes you 
realize that you're not at the center of the ecosystem, but you are one part of the ecosystem. And it helps you appreciate small things like nature or maybe the sunshine and water and where you are on the planet. As you shared that, it reminded me that it helps me uh, be, you know, come back to a place of humility and also appreciation of, of where I am. Yeah, and I, I like what you said, this uh, to change your state. Like, and I, I think this is, this is adaptation, really. The nature of adaptation is really the ability to change our state. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's, uh, we, are, we are very, um, human beings are very adaptable. And we've got a, an enormously adaptable physiology. Like, you know, we, we, we can eat almost all foods. You know, that, that, that's, a, that's a huge spectrum of foods we can shift. We can endure all types of temperatures. We, we, we've inhabited all sorts of environments. So there's hardly any other animal on the planet that is such a powerful capacity to adapt and change the state of their physiology accordingly. And I think this is what we experience. And you mentioned when somebody guides you and the human connection, and I think that our social nature is, is, has a lot to do with this uh, ability to adapt because our nervous system is actually it, we are able to find, regulate through our social um, um, social interactions. So the ability to slow down our heart and to slow down our breath and to to slow down our metabolism, we couldn't do if we didn't have this social socially attuned nervous system. And we are the most with the most sophisticated amongst all animals. So, in a way, this is the power of our of humanity. In a way, like and and yeah, it's all those things come to the forefront. You know, this being in nature, sharing food, um, sharing difficulty also. And I love it. Like, you know, I love the moment when I guide people through ice baths. It's a very deep, I always, I always say I'm, I'm like a midwife sometimes. Because <laughs> you help people become reborn as well, right? Like, <laughs> yes, into the water. So because it's a, a good midwife actually uh, is able to be present and mirror and help mother um, mom to regulate and and pace and adapt to the intensity of birth and you know it's i always often see it's it's ice water experience it's a little bit like this it's much shorter of course (laughs) um but it has similar similar features you know very intense sensory experience and how do we how do we regulate in the midst of it all? And if we manage, there's a, a wealth of, oh, wow, I, I'm strong. Mm. I'm more resilient for it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I still remember there was this one time uh, in Vancouver where I live in, 
um this was the month of january 2021 i'd gone to the beach um of english bay and i wanted to do a cold dip so you know i take off my clothes and obviously everyone else is sort of clothed right so they're wondering what's wrong with me why am i going into the ocean but there i am and because <laughs> they wondering like is he is he, is he all right why is he doing that uh but but i go into the water and like you pointed out i see the most beautiful sunset because it's evening time and i notice that the uh sunlight is now the sun is now sort of crimson purpley a little bit orange as well and that light was reflecting on the water and the water was not very choppy or wavy it was like almost placid but sort of moving as well so it felt very hallucinatory you know like you don't mm-hmm. know where the sun starts and the where the water ends you know it's like everything was like this beautiful wavy purpley crimsony orange and that for me was like a rapture moment where i stood just to know of how beautiful um you know sun is and and the universes and our and our world is which in in a normal yeah. circumstance like if i was just walking down the street or going to purchase groceries maybe i did not i would not notice it but the cold made me yes freeze and and behold what we already have the beauty that we already have access to so that for me was a yeah. beautiful experience i go totally get that that's that really resonates with <laughs> my experience <laughs> as well and yeah i think it's it's really it's a gift to be able to step out of our default mode you know this this sort of the default mode network in the brain that you know the self talk the all the narrative that we continuously <laughs> re- recite and i i think any any tool and i'm i've always been a very much uh, i'm i've always approached meditation through a physical activity so i i've never been a great sort of oh let's sit down and meditate guy um so i've always approached it through music through um through martial art dancing i i, I love dancing tango as well so it's it's and all those things the moments of a special moment uh of appreciation of something deep like comes and a stillness and a knowing and a, a connection and yeah it's, I, i think we we need we need to this is the there the the pauses that we need to actually realize what is out there like you know to really really connect with and what is in there of course as well like you know and and that's why i love to share it like you know for for those moments to be able to communicate guys there's something really precious all we need to do is pause and open our, our senses to the world and whatever way you can do it do it <laughs> you know it's yeah and my way is more through you know breath work cold water dancing music um um and other people maybe more connected to a sort of a more still meditation 
whatever it is, I think it's 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 we need it. You know, the world needs it. And the more the be- the more the, the better. <laughs> <laughs> now, as we come towards the end of our episode, uh, I usually ask this question to all my guests about, uh, especially ones that are into breath work and uh, into inquiring as to the true nature of reality, right? Um, what do you feel is the true nature of reality? What do you? What is your understanding of consciousness? Do you think that? Do you, do, you, do you think that uh, we're living an illusion, like some people say? Do you think that we are, this is like a projection of sorts, um, a hologram? What, what, is your, what is your thoughts of what have you found so far as to the true nature of reality? Wow. <laughs> yes. So I, I'm, I'm an open, again, I've, I've, I've got a very open, inquisitive curiosity about it. Like, yeah. I'm generally, I've realized I'm quite, I've got a very, quite a materialistic routing. Um, I, 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 I like science. I trust the process of research and finding out more. But I also have a wealth of experience. And in a way, there, there are all those experiences that I, yeah, they, they are just they're just as valuable as anything else. And I, 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 from my sense of it, really the world appears in our consciousness mm. yeah? and who knows what's outside of it. Yeah. Um, but for sure we create, our brain creates the reality that we, that, that we experience. Yeah. And you know, some people say, well, does it actually recreate the reality that is out there or does it just create it full stop and who knows what is out there? I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious in a way and it seems more to be that it creates more than it recreates. <laughs> <laughs> so right, right, right. that's my latest understanding. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 I think there's a lot to be until we really understand the nature of consciousness through science, you know, it's very difficult. Science clearly has, uh, you know, it, it, if it, if it can't answer it precisely, <laughs> um, who knows, you know, like it's, 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 it's going to be interesting to find out more. But uh, for my personal experience, I, I think for our life as we live it, intuition, um, a sense of what to do, a sense of connection and a sense of meaning and purpose and it's much more important than objective reality, like, yeah. So for me, for my actions, for my relational, you know, this is, this is all really, the most important thing is my intuition, my, my inner guidance, my, my sense of things. Yeah. Now that's, that's not objectively, that is not as important in a way. Like, so that's why we need science because 
you know, we, we need to have an overarching way to explore and find out. But for my personal life, as I as I act it out from moment to moment, you know, I, I think it's not, the question is not what should one do, but what should I do really? Like, yeah. And, and that question, I don't think science can answer that question. Like, you know, and, 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 and so in a way that it's a holistic phenomena. And as far as I'm concerned, I trust my intuitions. I, I fully trust that it will lead me, not somebody else, but me through the world in a meaningful way. Like, yeah. So, but then to find out more and to find out the mechanisms behind breathwork and, and consciousness, you know, my intuitions may be completely wrong. And I think that's why we need science. And yeah, I trust that. So I'm, I'm in that sense, I'm, I'm, I, I, I sort of, I just have a very open, curious, um, curiosity about what, what, what will, what will emerge. Like, and I'm quite, quite attuned to different sort of um, research projects, and I listen to podcasts who, who explore the mind-body connection. And I'm, I'm, I, I yeah. So, um, really quickly, yeah. these days there's uh, there's a lot of research in line with what you're sharing right now, where people, especially scientists, uh, neuroscientists, people studying human consciousness and the true nature of reality. So people are experimenting and trying out plant medicine, breath work, and all these different practices that sort of help you change your state. And they've come across and noted that they had an experience which seemed more real than the normal mundane reality. Have you had an experience like that? Is there something that, you know, you would like to share? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Um, I, I often think the normal day-to-day -day reality is the least convincing <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> for, its, right. for its realness as, as those experiences go. I'm, I would be much more subscribed to um, think I'm, I'm closer to reality, the true nature of reality, when I'm in an altered state and not when I'm doing my shopping lists and my, my whatever planning and, and projects I, I'm engaged with. I'm absolutely, I think it's just, a, you know, it's, it's, it's a sort of a functional interface that we sort of become enslaved in as well, to a degree, through society, through our upbringing, through our patterning. And is there a sensory experience that you would like to share? Is there something that comes to mind at all? I suppose an experience I had on a, a, a psychedelic substance mm -hmm. when I was um, um, when I was um, messing around with all sorts of drugs. I was smoking. Yeah. Um, I think I ended up smoking 15 joints a yeah. day. It was a dark phase of my late teenage years. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 I got some um, 
I got some synthetic DMT, okay. and I I was um, I was in I, I I was in the nature probably the most my most beloved nature in at home in Austria. Yeah. Close is this particular creek valley that I go to. Where there's a strong sense of belonging in me. Like if somebody asked me why are you from. I, I, I wouldn't think of the hospital in Villach <laughs> where I was born, yeah. but I would think of this <laughs> mountain valley that I, I go to. And it, it just, I, I know it with all a lot of important people, my dad, my uncle, people that helped me grow up in a yeah. way. And yeah, so I, I went in there and I, I took this and um, I was... I suppose I, I was elevated to a, a level of experience that I just never even, I couldn't even imagine anything like it. And it wasn't intensely psychedelically stimulating, but there was, it's almost like the fabric of the universe on, on revealing itself. And it, it, it the, the in immediate sense was, Everything is connected, yeah, through immediacy. Like you know, it, it wasn't like, but there, there was connection. Is the the nature of reality in a way? Like uh, connection in in all dimensions of space, and it it's it was there. And I, I remember playing this. Uh, my, I was there with a friend, and he was an instrument builder, and had this ton piano it was a kalimba um little musical instrument and i could experience the sound as a as a, a frequency of connection which went it's it was inherent in the universe like that i was in like yeah and and i i was it was such a profound experience. And also one really important thing, there was an abundance of physical ability. Like, you know, we, we climbed, we climbed uh, cliffs, we ran up. It was almost like a, a, an altered state of ability to do whatever we needed to do, wanted to do. I want to run up this mountain and we did it. And then now I want to go down again. And we did it. And if you, if I went there tomorrow, like, you know, you look up, it's like, oh my God, that's a big one now. And you'd be sweating. But this really connected me. You know, I, I knew at the time I had to search this state without substance. This was not, it was not like I, I knew no other taking it again wouldn't be the solution it wasn't in this in the substance it was in the in the nature in the in the biology in my in my possibility and that's what started i i i i haven't smoked a single joint after that <laughs> and i've only recently started to explore some plant medicine again and i've actually come to the conclusion that all the work that I did in the in between mm -hmm. at the time this state felt like it was 
a million miles away from my normal state yeah and coming back to it now after a life of all sorts of experiences i've come to realize this is a state it's just around the corner yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're so close to it it's it's very close and it's 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 not so far away and there's actually a lot of connection to you know there's a lot to be exported from those experiences into into life like it's not just uh, oh one experience there's something to be met and reflected that stays much closer than at the time i thought it was just this enormous gift because it was so far it's still i mean i, I i'm 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 not making it small by any means but it's much closer because of all the other work that I have done. And it doesn't feel like this massive, it's, it's just as around the corner as a pause and a reflective moment or a, a, a beautiful breath practice, a, a, a beautiful moment in, in with music and shared music. So, it's more like this i see it um something that sh i i think for me i've come to the conclusion i like to explore this every now and then not regularly but intermittently to just help <laughs> help to open help to open a window that is pretty yeah or just clear it a little bit more or do something to it. <laughs> yeah, I think plant medicine definitely has a has a place in at least helping us see the landscape and then you can come back yeah. and then use breath work and other tools to then spend more time in that landscape because now you know where where exactly. to go in those in those areas. Uh, but yeah, I think there's definitely a very powerful place. I remember there was one time where I was uh, uh, sitting in ceremony, uh, having mushroom, uh, magical mushrooms, not reishi mushrooms. <laughs> but this was a very profound experience that I had where I saw geometric patterns, all shapes and sizes in front of my eyes, yellow, purple, not purple, yellow, blue, and a little bit green. So it, it was constantly making these beautiful kaleidoscope-esque um geometric patterns and it felt like it felt like that um pattern was actually communicating with me it was showing me how beautiful this universe really is it's showing me what is out there how many what is in there and that was not just mm -hmm. um, me watching it. it was very very interactive and then at one point something really weird happened <laughs> that in retrospect uh, is a less is a lesson for me but then I, in my bag, I had my phone. And my phone had my morning alarm on. <laughs> <laughs> so at 4.30 in the morning or 5 o'clock in the morning, it rang. And I felt as if the whole universe was shattering with that sound. And I didn't know where the, where the sound is coming from. Who's playing this music? Where am I stuck in? <laughs> and somehow, some way, I just took out my phone and I switched it off. It was earth-shattering. It was felt like the whole universe was a big bang, you know, like with that with that sound. 
And that was that was an incredible experience. And I appreciate you for sharing your experience and your journey because I feel that the more mm. we share, the more vulnerable we are with our own journeys, the more encouragement and safety and security and support that other people will have who are having these experiences, which the normal world would cons- we would consider eccentric and strange weird. But I think it's time for mm-hmm. all of us, like you pointed out, to come together and share what our personal journeys are for the benefit of the collective. And for that, I really appreciate you, uh, Yosef. What lies ahead for you in 2022 and how can people learn more about you? Wow. So yeah, no, I'm 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 on Instagram, on Facebook. I, I always promote the activities through those platforms. And yeah, I've I've got a I've got a pretty busy year. I'm I'm teaching a lot of cranial courses and um yeah, I, I I'll I'll be I'll be doing more workshops in more Wim Hof workshops. I was hoping to do the level two training with Wim, but I am, I'm actually teaching a, a seminar in exactly that time frame. So, but that's on the cards because that's something I want to do as well. Uh, level two does the expeditions and nature explorations with groups. So that's my own personal. I know it will happen. It's just did a matter you do that, of finding the. Did you how to take groups through expeditions? Yes, yes. You go over. It's a three day. It builds. You have to do. You have to lead a certain amount of workshops and get some good feedbacks, and then you do a three day um, where you do the mountain experience in Poland, and they. They help you to shape it so it's safe and and yeah, it's just all the all the important elements when you bring be- people into cold nature that you need to pay attention to. So that's that's my next and lots of music. Uh, I'm I'm yeah, we've we formed a cello ensemble, five cellists. Uh, so that's exciting. So there'll be a lot of music playing. And the rest is often guided by the nature, like, you know, the bees at the moment, they need to be prepared for the winter. And then in spring, they need to be prepared for the summer. And then the garden needs to be, so it's, it's, I I love this, like, because in a way, a lot of what I do follows the natural cycle and then the rest is more, uh, yeah, building on my my, you know, sharing what I do with people, and that's that's the year ahead, really. Amazing, amazing, wonderful. So, what is your Instagram handle? How can people sort of connect with you? It's it's Line Steiner, J O S I L E I N Steiner. Okay. We'll add that in the show notes for sure. Um, right, thank you. Drive. If you like this episode, if you love this episode, then don't just press stop. <laughs> Make sure you take a few minutes to write us an iTunes rating and review or hit follow. Tell your friends about it because, listen, uh, we need to grow and we need your help. Okay, I'm speaking to you directly, the person listening to this episode right now. We need you to take some action. Write us a review. Tell us, tell somebody about our podcast or maybe join us on our next breathwork journey where you can connect with me on Zoom, no matter where in the world you are. 
come to my7chakras.com forward slash drop in my7chakras.com forward slash drop in use promo code keel2022 if this is your first time you get it for free keel2022 if you're on instagram and take a screenshot of this episode and then tag me on instagram so that i can share your story my handle is at my7chakras that's at my7chakras so yosef thank you for coming on our show um talking to us about all things like uh, martial arts and music and consciousness and breath work and core we went all over the place but at the same time everything that we spoke had a particular theme which then connected it back together like you pointed out everything is connected i appreciate your time and i hope you have a nice day ahead thank you very much aditya i really enjoyed it chakras at my seven chakras.com that is my s-e-v-e-n chakras.com Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.